Sit down. Let them union workers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, North, we are. And I'm now Cat. Hang on. Going job, Kenny. Oh, they're so small, they only have 2%. Going job. You're not doing a good job. Wow, we got the low rate of land over here. Damn cowboy. Let me roll them up. I'm a Florida redneck. Over here. I didn't deserve cowboy in my life. Sit down. You don't need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. Hey, guys! A little start with that shit. Uh-oh. Don't even go there. Now, your host. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. This is your host, Bo Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Yo, what up, Ray? Yeah, what's going on, Ray? What's up, guys? You tell us, man. Oh, man, you know what's up. You called me earlier. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I'll tell you what. What? No, go ahead. Share your humanitarian <laughs> shit with everybody out there. Put Jumbo Cop at. Oh, man. Oh, Jumbo Cop's over here. I'm just waiting for this to drop. This I want to see, drop. I wanna see how this ends. What's I'm dropping? So is it, is well, it, you, yeah, the only thing dropping is what's in your pants. It's oh. about, I was about to say, is it the deuce or the knowledge? <laughs> yeah, what, do you, what do you want? What do you want? I want the knowledge, please. What do you I, want? I, oh. I think our listeners need some knowledge. Hang on a minute. I think the Mainer just walked in. You guys smell something? <laughs> was that the Mainer? Was that the door that just I closed? I smell lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you guys are paid. Hey, listen, don't be picking on the Mainer, okay? I've been going to the gym with him. You know, he's been getting there on time. I mean, this guy actually had the stones to hit me up and ask me where I was at. Oh, it yeah. It was like 601. I'm walking in the door and I get this text that says, Where you at, man? Oh, yeah. Exactly. He knows better when time you're in early. his life he's ever been on time and he's going to call me out. Oh, okay. he's got to do it well. It's a new year. New year, 2021, baby. Well, you gotta you gotta seek those open opportunities, Mike. Right? You you gotta take it for what it is. Joe, you know what it is. Oh, you gotta jab the big it. guy when you can. You know, yeah. Yeah. poke the bear. That's it, baby. Yeah, we yeah. poking a bear earlier. Old, yeah, old Joe Cop says, "Hey guys, I'm going to the gym. Anybody want to join me?" Hi, hey, hi, man. wink, hey, wink. Guess yeah, why? Okay. Guess who went? Yeah, you know who it is. I went to the gym. Oh, did you? Yeah, man. Uh huh. Hashtag yeah. hot hot. Well, I, I about got thrown out because they got upset with me using that fishing pole and that uh, donut. I said it wasn't good for the clients that were in there. I said, I don't understand what the big deal is. I said, well, everybody's supposed to be wearing a mask and too many people are bobbing for donuts. They're running on a treadmill, man. They're, play, they're playing the ice cream, I'll man. The yeah, that was a visual I could do without. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was not nice. They're, they're it's probably inspiration, guys. I mean, you know, you got to chase something. They're playing the ice cream man over the PA system. Uh-huh. Where's the cream feeling? Yeah. <laughs> I do have a picture hey, of John gotta, on the treadmill. Oh, don't, no way. Without my permission. I might be posting. Oh, yeah. Post the stuff the without permission. Media. No, Dude, that don't work that that's way. Straight the struggle's up. real, right? The struggle's real. We don't rock that. That way we got to see that fishing pole and that oh, donut man. that's a good way to get something hurt on your body that you don't want hurt coming this uh, week on the battle podcast instagram johnny hits the treadmill yeah, yeah. yeah. full money johnny full money johnny baby. full donut johnny yes <laughs> hey but you know what i was there i was doing it that's I mean, awesome that's bro. all that matters man you know I could probably run as fast as Mike if I lifted, you know, as little a weight as he lifts when he's over there on there. I mean, my son's wow. like six Lift feet tall, donuts, 120 pounds. He's lifting the same amount as my son. I was oh. like, you sure you don't want to put a little weight on there, Mike? I'm fine, dude. I'm fine. All right. And then he wants to sit there and look at me when he's on the treadmill. I'm running around with sandbags on my legs. Uh-huh. That's oh. crazy. You know, what he, did? You know what he did, though? That. It was funny. It was the load he did. We're sitting on the treadmill next to each other, and I'm like, uh, how, 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 uh, where are you at? How quick are you doing? And he goes, I don't know where are you at. And so I told him what time I got to where I was at. So he boasts up his, the machine to like eight 
Eight miles an hour. Eight miles an hour so he could beat me by like three or four seconds. Ooh, wow. So no yeah. distance. So lesson learned. Don't tell Mike where you're at. <laughs> Just talk trash when it's over. So, Remember, it's not about how fast you get there. It's about, about how getting there. It's about getting Yeah. There. So Mike beat you to the gym and then beat you no, in mileage. That was one time. He, that was he didn't want to. What was funny is the day before he showed up late. So I didn't understand what the text is all about. <laughs> ah, like Joey said, like Joe Bokov said, man, you got to get it while you can. That's That's it. It. I was in the parking lot, but he's I had bl- a conversation. He's blaming damn it, Josh. He's blaming damn it, Josh. And while he was late. Well, listen, I'm actually kind of proud of you guys because it's a new year. It's a new you. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys are actually in the gym. I've been, I made a commitment last year, uh, me and my wife together. And we, I've been in the gym now for uh, going over a year. And so I'm, I'm renewing for another year. And it's so cool to to know that you guys are doing it as well. And then I, I'm really hats off to you. Really, well, it's a family affair, man. Yeah. the whole family's doing it, and then we're doing so. this paleo thing. I mean, God, pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, to give up everything. <laughs> I mean, the food, then you do the exercise. You know, it's like, man. But you know what? And yeah, the, it's and, not somewhere. And right? the food. Two weeks worth of pain mm. is probably it's worth it. You know, so. All right, bets, please. Take your bets. We got bets going on for yeah. the full money, Johnny. Two months. Yeah. Well, one, I, I believe all you, I got appreciate all your faith, dude. 1.5. He's just 1. doing 5. that to motivate me right That's now. That's it. Exactly. Look at, looking at me with that I'm going to split the difference. 1.75. You son of a... Okay. So you're saying... You son of a... 45 days. So you're saying 45 days. Where you at, man? Yeah, what I you tried got? keto like to kill me. What are you talking me. about as far as the paleo or working out? Both. Paleo, I give two months. Working out depends on... How we keep doing it. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? This is the same guy that every time he works out, he goes and rewards himself with a smoothie. Hey, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with a smoothie. Smoothie peanut peanut butter and strawberry. And Greek, butter. Greek yogurt. Mid protein. Greek yogurt. Whey. Yeah, he's some bulking whey. up. Tons protein, of whey. He's bulking up with the, with the smoothies, and yet he's trying to do high reps, low weight, so he can tone you, up. I can't say I don't even think, I don't even think Johnny, Johnny doesn't understand the nutritional value of, uh, of a smoothie. Well, no, when you get one that's good for you, that's great. But you yeah. know, when you get chocolate and bananas and peanut butter, and hey, it's dark chocolate hey, is actually good give for me you. Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah, the banana and the peanut butters. Bananas keep you from cramping, and the peanut butter is great protein, man. Come on now. Let's rock. It's healthy, saturated fat. It's not nothing deep fried. It's good for you. Well, let's move on to uh, humanitarian. (laughs) All right. Because he was over here. We cut him off with the gym talk about he was all hyped up, going to tell us what he did today. So let's hear it. All right, go ahead. I wasn't excited about it. But (laughs) but I will go on. (laughs) Kind of like old full money, Johnny. I'm not going to go on a tangent. But here I go. (laughs) Yeah, so luckily I did make it out here. And apparently I got to avoid a huge traffic jam by uh, helping a buddy out with his garage door. Yeah. Getting him all back in action, getting him able to drive his cars in and get everything good and set for him. And I'm going to have to start doing some more videos because uh, we need a little more social media content from what I've been told by Jobo Cop. Yeah. Yeah. We need content. There will be no more <laughs> Enough said by Joe. Yeah. How's, how's that supposed to be the aspect going? I just need more content. content. Uh, do you uh, well, you know, we talked about some media content earlier and uh, old uh, Full Money Johnny was like, hell no, you better not post that. Hey, we're not going down that road. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Oh, I think man. It, I think it's probably in the power of um, probably just trying to get him in the mindset of getting him to post it. 
I think yeah. once he can get it posted, yeah. th- you'll feel better about yourself. John. You will. I'd like to see the picture first. You'll, you'll feel so because motivated. I don't trust Mike. He probably took the most unflattering picture. And you know, I can, <laughs> I could have taken some pictures last night too. It is good. Oh. It is good. If, if, if we're going to play that game. Oh, I, I like to see I that game. Take, there was this one particular machine that Uh-oh. we were on. I guess when you sit down and you spread your legs, oh, there you, you pull go. them close together. Oh, the hip abductor. Oh, yeah. I, I, Where I, your brain's hanging I out, Johnny? Vi- I, know, I had a visual on Mike I don't ever want to see again in my life. <laughs> oh, Mike's brains were hanging out. I had out. a visual well, when listen, came to man, John. If you can do that at about 70 <laughs> pounds, I'm honestly, dude, I'm Hang on. You. My question is, is why in the hell are y'all visualizing each other with your legs spread? No, we're, no, on, the, we're no, on the machine. Man. We're on the machine, and uh, that ain't right. all I know is he's doing this thing, and Damn it, Josh is whispering in his ear. I don't know what's going to happen. I was like, look, guys, that's, some of these exercises you guys are talking about doing, well, man, I feel a little off about it. TMI. So, Stop watching Shawshank. Yeah. So, Joey, it, sound, it sounds like we've got plenty of uh, social media content. We just need to capture it. Well, the thing is, we got we got plenty of moments. And thank, I think that since all of us are in the gym, it would be a really great idea to just start capturing our experiences and sharing it and compiling it on the Battle Podcast and I just agree. kind of inspire the other guys that are listening. Because yeah. it's a new year. It's a new uh, way to to live. And I, you know, a lot of us, you know, we get caught up in the mantra of, oh, well, it's, you know, I got to do this New Year's resolution. And it, a lot of people fall flat, but they don't commit to it. And I think we as men, we can set the example. And, well, I'm um, just going to tell it, Robert, it's, this ain't no New Year's resolution for me. This is just me getting tired of feeling like and looking like crap. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. So mm. it has nothing to do with January 1st Smell like New Year's too. resolution. It was just time. The best thing is you got accountability partners now. Yes. Ooh, is that what you guys are? That's what we are. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, especially when that starts hitting the Instagram. Taking friends, I'll tell you that. We're freelance critics. <laughs> there yeah, you go. great. Freelance critics, no charge. But uh, I got to say, though, speaking of Instagram, we want to give a huge shout out this week to Justin Sproul. Uh, Justin, uh, your shirt is coming, bro. He's a super fan. It's coming, I promise. He he messaged me this week. He's like, are you guys mailing it to me? What, what, what? I was like, calm down. We got you we'll covered, see bro. see him at men's group. We'll give it to him. Next time. See, you hear that, yeah. Justin? Next time we, we got you at men's group. Down, we got you, bro. We I love you. his I love his enthusiasm. He's, he's he enthusi- wants the shirt. He that wants the awesome. shirt. Give Good looking shirt. I give mean, the man the shirt. It is. But anyway, on social media, we're doing really great on Parlor, And we just dropped that uh, part two of the Legacy series this week. And man, what a powerful episode. And we're seeing the numbers come through on that on Parlor and definitely on Instagram. But if you guys are out there and you want to follow us, uh, we're on Instagram and Parlor and Facebook. And uh, just follow us at The Battle Podcast. And uh, for goodness sake, send Fritz an email. I mean, Fritz <laughs> has been dying to have an email, uh, The Battle Podcast at gmail.com. Just send the man an email. I for think the yeah, love please. of God. Don't leave. I mean, Fritz, we love you. Dad, if you God. can have one thing this year, it'd be an email. Who farted? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody farted. No, nobody farted. I burped. Oh, you, okay. Good. Wow. Have mercy. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Man. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I that told is, you it was coming. Oh, good night. That nurse. is nasty. Hey, Fritz, last I heard, That's the so Mainer was planning on emailing, emailing you, but it's, you know, hasn't hit just yet. Yeah. I could hit send. I would. <laughs> but you know what? It's in your draft somewhere. When we start talking about uh, all of our social media and we we plan on growing that, right? We plan oh, on getting more content out there and giving you guys more to see, so you guys get to know us. Who we, you know, who Full Monty Johnny is, who Joe Cup is, the Mainer, Fritz the producer, and Ray Ray all day, so you guys can start putting a name to a face. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's why we have Joe Cup. I mean, yes. that's why we reached out. And but you guys got to send me video. Yeah, we got to so give. I mean, yeah. I, I can't post anything. So that's the plan. We got to do our part. <laughs> we yeah. need we need Joe just following us around. Yeah. No, that's not good. No, no, no that's no, not going to happen. I love you, but do no, not. I can't, I can't do but you know, with a new year, this is our 
our second episode into the new year. And uh, we do want to hit some some serious topics. We love busting each other's balls and having a good time. But the whole point of this podcast is to make sure that we are putting out good content that will help you guys grow. And one of the things that we were discussing the other night is that we realize that a lot of us have wounds. Oh, yeah, especially men. We have all kinds of wounds. And we try to blame others for our wounds. Well, I mean, the reality of it is, is that we all get wounded, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are people that have come, we come in contact with that we come across in our lives and they have an impact on us. And one of the things we talk about here all the time is the power of being a man. That's part of it. I mean, we have to understand the power that we wield as men and the impact we can have on other people, whether it be women, children, you know, you look at children, not just your own children, but the fact that you have exposure to other people's children. You know, some men are coaches, some men are teachers, and it just goes on and on and on. We have a great responsibility because people do get wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue though is, is that we have to understand first is where do we get wounded? How do we get wounded? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest issue that we face is we fixate too much on where the wound or who the wound came from. I think a lot of the guys out there don't even realize that they have been wounded. They react certain ways, they behave certain ways, and they don't truly understand why. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to have to do, guys, is you're going to have to ask yourself some hard questions. We, we tell you this a lot on this podcast, that you're going to have to dig deep and you're going to get answers that you don't want to hear. But if you're going to be a better man, you're going to have to address those wounds and find out where they're coming from. Well, and the other thing is, is you have to, well, let me give you an example of what we're talking about here. You know, growing up in my house, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like problem resolution or or conflict resolution in my house, there was never a resolution. It was always the explosion. People would disperse. In your childhood home. And yeah. And then we would come back and it'd be over. It was just, you know, it was just never, never resolved. It was Mm -hmm. never fixed. So as an adult male, sometimes what I notice within myself is that when I get upset or I get frustrated, I get overly aggressive, say what I got to say, step back. And then it's like nothing ever happened again. Right. And so that, that is a type of a wound that has manifested me as, as an adult male. Mm -hmm. And so you look back and you got to say, well, wait a second, why do I deal with conflict that way? Why do I deal with situations that way in my life? And then I sit back and go, you know what? That's because that's how I grew up in my house. That's how we did it. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, Fritz was saying something very powerful tonight that, you know, sometimes it's ingrained in us. And what were you saying about that, Fritz? Uh, Because we were talking about, you know, people pointing the finger, but you had made a good point that sometimes it's ingrained us. We don't even realize. Well, yeah, when you get treated for, we're raised in that particular situation, it becomes muscle memory Mm -hmm. or brain memory. And it's only natural because I've seen traits by my father come out in me and I go, wow, that was my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recognize it. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful word right there is, is to recognize. Right. Yeah. And I think as men, you know, Joe, we've, we've dealt and been in men's ministry for a long time mm-hmm. together. And, you know, I, I think we've seen a lot in men that that's one of the biggest issues. They don't recognize it. They just do it. Right. And, you know, just to share a little bit of my story with that really briefly, uh, dealing with wounds, uh, particularly family wounds, kind of like what you were talking about, tagging along with you, John. Um, I had a particular family member in my life when I was going through adolescence. Now, you guys already know my story. And if you don't know my story, go back to episode 32 and check that out. 
But um, I had a family member tell me when I came up to the age of dating and wanting to get interested in girls and stuff. And the family member just tapped me on the shoulders like, Joe, I wouldn't date. If any woman found out why you had, they wouldn't want to be with you anyway. Wow. And dude, I can't begin to tell you living in that wound, living in that damaged goods mentality. Yes. Dude, mm-hmm. it wrecked me. Well, you had mentioned too, you went through t- uh, a time of rage for a while. Yeah, there was a, there was a period like between, I guess, probably age 19 to age 24. I just checked out, dude. I just, I, you're living in this and everything that you're doing is backpedaling to that one statement that you're damaged goods. You're not good enough and no woman's going to have you because of what you have. Yeah. And, and Maynard talked about it a little bit that uh, it wasn't necessarily a negative wound per se, but his father didn't leave a very faith-based example for him. And, you know, the Maynard identified that. And well, yeah, he basically was saying that, you know, they went to church at Christmas and Easter <laughs> You know, that's what right, Mike. Yeah, yeah. About you know, when I became a Christian, it was after I married my wife, Marnie, uh, ten years ago. Um, that's been an amazing time. But the problem, the t- I mean, beforehand, I never went to church. Like, if I went to church, it was either for a funeral or anything like that. So, um, but I, one thing I did want to bring up about my father is like my my father's great, and anybody who ever here will say it. Anybody who had a great relationship with their father will say my their father's great. My father's, my father actually could have broken a cycle if like we were talking about um, going back to when he was a, uh, he had cerebral policy as a child and he was told he was never going to amount to anything. So that's one of the things that's kind of like, you know, kind of what was told to Joe is like, you know what, you're going to, nothing's going to, nothing's going to happen with you ever. So be, and you know, he didn't let that affect him. Mm-hmm. And th- definitely helped. I mean, I've never won. I mean, I just heard this story a couple, I would say a couple of years ago. And I was like, how did I never hear this story? And I actually heard it at my grandmother's funeral. And my dad was talking about how his, his uh, uncle, uh, aunt of his pretty much told him, you know, why told his, his mom, why are you working on him? He's not going to amount to anything. And literally he broke down in the funeral and said, you know, look at me, mom. Now I got great kids. I got family. I got a wife. I have a beautiful wife. You know, he's going down the list and you know, that was a great thing. So he didn't let that affect, like that was the, you know, that was one of the biggest things. Well, I and I think that's the important thing is, is that, you know, when we look at wounds. I mean, they can either be one of two things. They can either incarcerate you or they can free you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I like to use the word fuel. You know, I remember my mom looked at me before I went in the army and she said, I don't know why you're going to the service. I said, why not? She said, you'll never make it. So what do you mean I'm not going to make it? She said, you, you'll never make it because you don't like to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can either take that as, you know, and live and be incarcerated in that. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to. Or you can say, you know, screw that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to turn this into fuel. Right. You know? and, and I think going and back and to allow what, myself to, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, going back to what Fritz was saying about the word recognition, mm-hmm. it took me years, years to figure out and recognize the root of the issue that I was having to recognize that I was living my whole life as a mental state of damaged goods. Well, it, the it, part, wasn't, it wasn't quick. You don't recognize the manifestation of it. That's the thing. That's correct. And I think that's where we struggle as men is that we don't understand the manifestation of those seeds that were once planted in us, right? And so, you know, even going back to what Mike was saying, 
you know, that can be a good thing for your dad to, to, to prove everybody wrong and to do well, but it can also be detrimental sometimes for us to go over the top with it. You know, you can make a decision. Well, screw you. I'm going to show everybody mm-hmm. and you can lose everybody in the process of doing that too. Right. And so you just got to have that balance and understand how it's affecting you and what you need to do in order to turn that negative into a positive. And I think far too many men are, are, are and I'm, well, you know what? Screw it. I always, I always do it anyway. Tantrum time. Hurt, hurt people's feelings, but I'm going to. We like to point the finger and blame others. You know, I mean, well, my dad didn't do this, or my mom wasn't like this, or I didn't get this, or I was this. I was, you know, hey, I can sit here all day long and 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 say that I should be, you know, on welfare, you know, living in poverty because I grew up in a housing project. Right. You know, I mean, we we I think so many times we fixate on the person that we want to blame rather than fixating on the actual wound itself. Right. You know, it's almost like somebody slices you with a, with a sword and you want to fixate on the sword instead of addressing the wound on your arm. Well, what's going to happen eventually? You're going to bleed out. You're either going to bleed out. You're going to get infected, you know, or you're going to, you know, gangrene going to sit and you're going to lose that sucker. Right. And I think that that's what happens to us. We fixate on, well, and, and, and I use dads cause this is a men, men's podcast and I want men to understand the power of the father, you know, in, in, in all these relationships is that, you know, there are a lot of guys you'll meet and they'll tell you, well, my dad never told me he loved me. Or my dad never said he was proud of me. Or my dad was always critical of me. Or my dad never spent any time with me. I mean, when I was a kid, I felt like my father didn't have any time for me because he was, you know, re- he married three different times. He'd had multiple kids and he was pulled in 50 different directions. And at the end of the day, you know, you, I could sit here and go, well, you know, my dad didn't have time for me. So I guess now I'm not going to have time for my kids. Well, I think a lot of it too is the guys tend to, well, it was good enough for me. It's good enough for you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my, not- my mom used to say that, well, you guys used to do it. It was good enough for you. <laughs> right. No, you're being yeah. too soft on that kid. It was good enough for me. Yeah. So things are different. And I think another thing that people need to, to realize is that guys, when you're out there and you start to address these when you start to dig into yourself and figure out why do I behave this way? Why do I act this way? Why do I lash out? These wounds are, are of a large varying difference. It could be personal. It could be relational. It could be mother, father. Some of the guys we know, it was actually uncles and aunts. I was getting ready to say generational. Right. Exactly. That's where I was going. And as Mike, as the Mainer was saying, you have a choice. You know, you, you have to identify it. And at some point you've got to stop the madness. You can't be blaming others for your actions for the rest of your life. Well, Fritz made it very clear when he said, you know, you've got to recognize, you've got to recognize what it is. If you don't recognize what it is, you're never going to fix, you know, you know, fix your eyes on fixing it. Right. You're going to continue to ignore it or try to avoid it. Most people, you know, pain is a, <laughs> I hate to say this, pain is a painful thing, right? Mm-hmm. People don't like pain. They, nope. they try to avoid pain at every cost, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, is there are certain moments and situations in our lives that were painful. And so we do everything we can to avoid those situations. And rather than addressing them or recognizing or dealing with them, we bury them. And then what happens is when something happens that triggers that emotion, that eight-year-old boy, that mm-hmm. 10-year-old boy, that five-year-old boy, he shows up. Not, not the 40-something-year-old man. The boy shows up. Preach. And the boy wants to stomp his feet and raise his voice and throw a temper tantrum, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how the boy dealt with it as a child. 
And, you know, the reality of it is, is there are a lot of men out there that have the boy sitting behind the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And it's because they haven't sat back and said, you know what? Why do I act this way? What has caused me to be this way? And then what happens is they, they go back, some of them, and they go, okay, well, this is because my mom did this. Okay, well, now you fixate on the mom and you don't continue to go any further than that. Well, guess what? Now you just pissed off at your mother and you got an excuse to act the way you act. Right. As men, we've got to recognize it and address it. And take responsibility for it. That's a big one. I think this is why psychologists make as much money as they do. Yeah. <laughs> to bring back those memories you didn't think you could ever have. Yeah. But you would think at some point in a man's life, there's an epiphany. There's a, there's a crossroads that every man will, will go down. It's left path or right path. Mm-hmm. And you, you've got to be able to address it. You've got to be able to, un, what is the word, uncover what that is, that hurt, that pain, that wound. And uh, that's the hardest part of a man's journey. Well, Joe, you make a great point, but at the end of the day, I think the other part of it is, is do you want to fix it? Do you want to get past it? Because some people like to marinate marinate in misery. I mean, (laughs) we've covered that on a podcast too. Oh yeah. And and sometimes (laughs) it's a very comfortable place. And you know, it's like anything else, you know, the first step of moving on is the first step, right? Right. And the hardest step is the first step, right? Like we talk about the gym joking around, but the hardest thing is getting there, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, once you get there, you get in the groove, you do what you got to do and you leave. Right. But it's getting there. That, that That's that's the hardest thing. It's getting in your car, driving over there. You know, man, you said a good point. Most men just want to marinate in that wallowed sorrowness in that in that whatever that mentality state is that they're in. They want to just live there because they're feeding off of that. Well, they get comfortable in it. Too. Exactly. They know they Complacent. know. Yeah. They, well, it's like, OK. The shit that I'm in right now, I know the smell, I know the feel, I know how it is. I'm okay. I can live with that. I don't know about the shit over there. I don't know what that right. has to offer. Yeah. Is that more grain? Yeah. They're afraid of that. They're afraid of, you know, getting in, digging in deeper and fight, figuring it out. What's that statement you say, Johnny, all the time about it? If you, if you smell it long enough. Oh yeah. If you, if you stick around long enough, you ain't going to smell it anymore. That's right. exactly right. If you hang around shit long enough, you're not going to smell it anymore. That's, right? it. that's, that's how it, it's the truth. You know, it's funny. We, and, and the perfect example of that is, you know, we went over one time to help out on a, on a project that we were doing to. Well, well uh, wait, humanitarian yeah, Johnny. Humanitarian. My wife got me involved in a hoarder project. Oh, yeah. And uh, we went over there and we were, clearing out this lady's house. And I mean, there were spiders coming out of that place as big as quarters, the mm. body of them, you know? Mm. And there was uh, a dead rat that was found in her bedroom. There was feces. There was, you know, and, and you sit back and you go, how can somebody live in this and not smell that? Well, you, you dwell in shit long enough. You, you don't smell it anymore. Right. It's so true. And, and, and it's so true with life. Like you get so caught up in, the chaos and, and the negativity and the drama in your life that you just get comfortable with it. It's just, it's just part of it. It's, 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 it's more intimidating to break free and to move forward from that than it is to just sit there and deal with it. You know, it's just comfortable. And it's, it's a sad state of affairs when that's your existence, you know, and the whole point of this for the men that are listening to this podcast is, is look, we know that you've been wounded. We've all been wounded. And we're not, we're, we are not by any means dis, discarding the value of the wound because we know firsthand every guy in here, the, the impact that it has in your life. 
What we are saying though is, is you've got to recognize that you are wounded, understand how you got wounded and focus on what you need to do to move forward and address the wound. Right. And not only that, but you also have to take responsibility for your actions. It's a lot. It is so much easier to blame others than it is to own up, stand up and man up and take responsibility for what you're doing currently. Well, I always think about like my dad, him and I have a great relationship now. I love my dad, but there was a time in, in our life where I always felt like my dad never had any time for me and I would chase him, you know, because he moved to Washington state and I moved there like three or four times to live with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just difficult, mixed families you know, stepmoms, stepbrothers and sisters. And, and, and you know, you, you keep, as a kid, you, you have that feeling of neglect or not appreciated or, or devalued or whatever. And, you know, what it taught me was, is that that was the father that I didn't want to be. You know, I wanted to be a better dad for my children. I wanted to make sure that my kids never felt that, what I felt. And and I wanted to make sure that I was available to my kids, that I spent time with my kids, that I loved all my kids. And not that my dad didn't love me or anything like that, but the time thing was always an issue. But here's the flip side of the coin. It would be very easy for me to just go, well, it was good enough for me. My dad didn't spend time with me. Shit, why do I got to spend time with my kids? I've turned out all right. Right. But the reality of it is, no, I didn't. If I'm going to be honest with myself and look in the mirror, there are things that happened in that part of my life that greatly impacted me as a person that have impacted me as a man. And if I don't recognize that and deal with that and take responsibility for that, I could be a pretty shitty father. Right. And just alive to myself about, hey, this is just the way it is. It's what my dad did. It's what I do. No. Or, you know, vice versa for mom. Or again, I'm using the father example because we're men. And I think for a lot of guys, I spent a lot of times thinking about the fact that the wounds for my dad, and it took me until I was in my forties to realize how much I got wounded by my mother. Right. And that was a slap in the face, to be honest with you. Because I felt like all my issues or all my problems, so the way I was, was because of my dad. So, John, I, I, you, you bring up the dad, and I want to bring up some stats because, you know, that's my job, I guess. Wow. Um, uh, 2021, here we go. Yeah, There's stats baby. coming out, baby. Uh, here comes me, the main. Hey, oh, give me some space. Go yeah, ahead, Mike. Exactly. Give me some space. Um, no, in 2020, <laughs> 2020 U.S. Census Bureau, one in four families had no father in the family. That's, that was crazy. The mm. 25%. That's just nuts. And that's all over the country. Um, and then that can lead up to, they bring up some interesting points about, um, let's see, more likely to go to prison. Um, that's been definitely well said. Uh, let's see, more likely to suffer obesity, more likely to abuse alcohol that's and drugs. That's my problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that's it like that. I appreciate it. That, that, was, that was the one I showed up. I should have identified that wound. Thanks a lot, dad. More likely to face <laughs> abuse and neglect. So, and, and for the, for the girls out there, it's more likely to become pregnant as a teenager. So, mm. you know, I don't want to skip over that because that's so important. Mike, you brought something up that I think sometimes we even jump over a lot here about the ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, men out there, if you want to talk about a bunch that's been wounded deeply by men, look at women. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I I, I think about that constantly because you I have two daughters. I have two daughters. Exactly. I got one myself. So the thing is that I'm always thinking about is when I see these other young ladies out in the world and the way they're acting, the way they're dressing, the way they're presenting themselves. I used to be. Wow. Look at that. And now I look at it as, man, what happened? What happened to them in the past that has 
caused them to dress this way, to act this way, to behave like this. And then I'd look back at myself and go, am I, am I being that reason or excuse for my daughters? So it, and it's not nice looking in, looking deep because it may not be the way you want to address certain situations at the house, but if you're not addressing them in a manner that helps them, you're doing it wrong. You know what it really reminds me of? You guys ever seen that movie, What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams? Oh, oh yeah. 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 And he's in heaven and in the, while he's in heaven, his heaven, uh, he runs into an oriental lady and she's kind of bringing him around and, and, and being his tour guide and everything else. And as you're watching the movie, you just kind of figure out, well, why is this ladies? And then you find out that the, the oriental lady in the movie is actually, or I should say Asian lady, is actually his daughter. Mm. And his daughter said, he says to his daughter, well, why did you come to me as this Asian lady? He said, because when I was little, you always told me how beautiful Asian women were. Mm. And I always wanted to be an Asian woman. And that was very profound. You think about the words that we say and the things that we do as men, especially when it comes to the hearts of our daughters. And I, and I, I really think that's a great episode for a future date for us to get into. Mm-hmm. But just to understand that the wounds that burn deep and some of the things that the impact that we have on on women with, with you know, well, like you said, Ray, because if you're looking at a woman inappropriately in front of your daughter, mm-hmm. now you're setting a tone or you're creating a wound in her that she's just a piece of meat. Right. Women are looked at just as, as, as me, you know, and I think that you've done a great job. I know you have daughters, but, and then I've had a big battle with that. Matter of fact, it's funny because Christmas Eve, my daughter come downstairs in a dress ready to go to church. And I was like, that is not happening. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Where did that come from? You know, and I found out she ordered online. I said, well, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to explain to her that, look, you're 17. We're going to church. Number one, it's not appropriate for church. Number two, it's not appropriate to be in front of me, period. Mm-hmm. And I just told her, I said, look, I value you. I love you. I respect you. I don't, I said, I don't care if you're 45 years old coming to visit me. Do not dress like that. Right. I'm your father. I don't want to look at you that way. I look at you with the utmost respect. I think you're beautiful just the way you are, you know, and, and going back to the, the flip side of the wound, there are also things that we can do as men to inspire and to encourage and to build up our children or other people around us. And that's another area I think that we, we can address down the road, but you know, we don't think about that. I think enough as men is how can I empower somebody rather than tearing that person down? Right. So it's just, it's very impactful. It's very powerful. It is. And, but the bottom line is, is, and it comes down to two things, two words that have just really rung out tonight, recognition and responsibility. Men, listen, <laughs> every man that is listening to this podcast and isn't every man in this world has been wounded in some way or another. And it has greatly affected each and every one of us in a different way. But at the end of the day, we have to, as men sit back and recognize that yes, we have been wounded and there's no shame in that, but we've got to take responsibility and say it ends here. We cannot allow ourselves to just continue for the rest of our lives to be pointing fingers at everybody else and making excuses for our actions. We're going to take responsibility for them because those wounds that have affected you so deeply, if you're not careful, you're going to be wounding and affecting other people very deeply as well. And unfortunately for us as men, a lot of times that's our wives. 
That's our children. That's our parents. That's our siblings. That's people that we are the closest to that can get impacted in a very negative and very hurtful way. But guess what? There's always hope at the end of the tunnel. Because when you do recognize these things and you do take responsibility for them, you can do the one thing that you haven't started yet. That's healing. Address the wound. You know, you can't close your eyes. I remember when I was a little boy, if I got a cut, all I needed to do was put a, a bandaid over it. And then all of a sudden it didn't hurt anymore. Right. Why? Because I couldn't see it. But now the wound's been exposed. You've got to address it. And guess what? You're going to have some scars, but that's what it looks like when you're in the battle. That's what happens when you're engaged in the fight. That's what happens when you step up, you get up, you man up. That's what happens when you grab hold of your life, take responsibility, and do what you've been called to do as a man. And when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rubber meets the road. 